1: The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world, by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Hello, I'm Marcello Rolando, the host of The Reasonable Voices talk radio show, and known as The Reasonable Voice. Today, I have a delightful filmmaker on the phone who, uh, who's one of the stars in Soul Proprietor, which will be theatrically released on Friday, August 12th, 2016 in Los Angeles, and will be available digitally on Amazon, iTunes, Vudu, and Google Play on that same date, Friday, August 12th. Okay, so my guest today, one of the stars of Soul Proprietor, Alexandra Healthquist. Did I get it? You did. You did great. All right. Thank you. And thanks for being on the show. We've spoken with Dan Everly, who is the writer and director of the film, a sole proprietor, but he told me that when you arrived, Alexandra, <laughs> yes, at your uh, cold audition, that you were so good, he rewrote the entire role. Tell us about that. Uh, oh, my goodness. Um,
2: so, when I went into audition, I had some ideas about... The role, um, and I had read the script, and and it was a great script, and um, I felt like there was also room for for making it a little bit more subversive, mm-hmm. and 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 Sophie was originally very, very, very much a um, classic femme fatale, uh-huh. and and I think Dan has described her in the past as sort of the counterpoint to Crowley. Um, but I felt like there was really some room in there for a lot more gray, a lot more ambiguity, mm-hmm. um, a lot more humanity.
1: Yes. So you
2: couldn't just write her off as like, oh, we know where this story is going. Yes. Um, and um, that's actually one of the things I really love about the film. I feel like as a whole, it it really honors and pays homage to... Um, to the genre that it comes from. like can hear noir action suspense, it loves it. You can feel its roots in that, in that world. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, I feel like it does challenge the audience's expectations. It like flips the script a little bit um, and, and subverts expectations and helps you see the world in a whole new way. I think it's a really smart, um, I think it's a very smart, beautiful film. Mm-hmm and uh, and Dan
1: gave us all a lot of room to play which was awesome yes when i spoke with Dan who's the writer director mm-hmm. i i my impression of the movie was almost verbatim what you're saying you wanted the movie to be and that it turned out being in your opinion so we're on the same page right away Yay! I, you know yes it clearly is uh, gives a a healthy productive nod to film noir but the and, and there are dark situations, but the people are more than that. The characters are real human beings. They're complex. Yeah. They're many a web of uh, shortcomings and, and strengths, and they intersect constantly with each other as well as in, uh, within themselves. How does that sound to you?
2: Yeah, I think that that's right. It really is, I think, a beautiful ensemble piece. I think um, Dan helms it, and, and he's wonderful. And, and I think it... It's a testament to his gift as a filmmaker and mm-hmm. as a leader that I think everyone on that set, cast and crew, felt absolutely indispensable mm-hmm. and 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 had room to to really express their art and their craft. And I think you can feel that sort of in the texture of the film.
1: Yes, I agree. I you know I am well. You may not know. I'm a director of. Uh, theater primarily but have done videos. and stuff. So- oh, you did? No. Well, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> I looked up for bio and You, everything. you researched me. Oh, well, the feeling is mutual. I, I checked you out too. So as a director, I've been asked many times, how do you, you know, because I've been told in, in I think in a very positive way, you're very exacting, you know exactly what you want to see and mm-hmm. you, you know, you get that from the actors. And they ask, well, what's that like when you show up and you have this vision? Because if anyone knows about Alfred Hitchcock, he had a vision and didn't necessarily feel that any other vision was necessary. And of course, the man was a genius. Mm-hmm. But um, I've always felt, uh, I like to do my homework, obviously, but I feel that when you arrive that first day of rehearsal or the first day of shooting, what's wonderful is that then these, these human beings we call actors show up. And all of a sudden, it's the way they look, the way they stand, yes, the way they move, the way they speak, where they pause, all of that. And everything you thought, it doesn't go away, it's just embellished, it takes off. When Dan started the story about your audition with me, I thought, I love it when actors come in and have choices and then they show me those. And you did that, and you changed his mind, and changed his film, and and both of you and the other uh, stars, uh, um, the character who played the cop. I mean, it's like a, a cop on edge and a, a woman with a plan, and, and a few yeah. other yeah, and a few other fun things, and uh, mm-hmm. and then the bagman's bag. So uh, what what do you take away from it? In addition to your character, what what did you bounce off most in script and director and other characters?
2: world can seem very extreme Mm
1: -hmm.
3: Um,
2: although I honestly it's sad to say but in this day and age it feels like it's not so far away from us this Mm -hmm. world of of violence and and darkness Mm -hmm. Um, I think that ultimately when you get right down to it every one of these people is is a person in very very difficult circumstances making really hard decisions Um, and and there, but for the grace of the gods, who yes. go are we. Yes. Um, and I think that that's, that's a really beautiful part of, hopefully, any film, mm-hmm. in a sense. Um, any story is if we can see ourselves and imagine ourselves trying to make the same decisions. And you can you can paint them with, um, you can tar them with a brush, you can you can call them bad guys, but ultimately...
1: They're in some tough situations, although I think there are some bad guys, too. Yes, yes. They certainly are not not perfect guys, let's put it that way. They do have some issues. (laughs) A lot of baggage, the pun intended. Yeah, I liked it. Tell us a bit about the story. I know we don't want to give it away, but a former CIA Mm -hmm. uh, contractor has his own reasons for being out there trying to start a new life, and he... he goes to the internet and finds a solution. Yeah, to, see, uh, a little bit of
3: distraction, you think?
1: Yes, exactly. See, and that I love yeah. that setup because there you <laughs> go. He goes to the internet and you know what am I going to do with my life now? What's the first step to live a better life? So he goes to the internet and finds. That's someone. right. <laughs> and he finds a what we call a sex worker in the press release. Yeah, uh, exactly. a, uh, yes, and a beautiful uh, one at that. But, you know, Aww. as you say, uh, you know, he arranges the meet or whatever, and we think, okay, we know what this is all about. And she is, shall we say, full service mm-hmm. with, with lots of... Uh, uh, with, with additions. There you are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, with extras. Exactly. But from that point launches this amazing sexy yes but mystery and uh efforts at second chances and difficulty getting to know one another and working together and yet coming out being what each other needed you know yeah i'm, I'm dancing around so i don't tell too much because i All want right. you We're to just dis- that's spoilers. right <laughs> so you you tell you tell us what you want us to know based on that little monologue of mine <laughs>
3: uh, well, I, I think that you captured a lot of it
1: a big fan of no spoilers yes Uh, I have been taught well I think
2: that the less you go in having expectations um, the better you can just follow along with the story yes so uh, but it's definitely I would say definitely sexy yes
1: um, for what that's worth yes and uh, but I hope it's also
2: touching and um, illuminating Mm -hmm. and unexpected
1: and, and I do think for all of its sexiness, uh, women are not objectified in this. You're...
2: That is extremely important to me. Yes. Um, I do a lot of sort of sexier femme fatale roles, and it's very, there are a lot of projects out there that can, can veer into exploitation. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, oh, let's have this hot girl in the, in, in the picture because yes. why not? Yes. So let's have show her nipples because why not mm-hmm. um and i think that it's a very very and, and it can go up to like high levels of production too um mm-hmm. it's not just um indie or or low budget features at all mm-hmm. um i think that it's, it's an issue that that bears looking at in the industry um so i'm very careful i'm not shy i'm i think that and sensuality are a crucial part of the human experience mm-hmm. and one that I think is fascinating and something that I'm drawn to exploring but I, I really don't want to do things that make the world a worse place um, for women for female actors um, so I'm very careful about the roles I pick and I felt very strongly that although because this, this was a very sexy, sensual piece, mm-hmm. but because the characters are so full, yes, and that's not the point of the story. <laughs> it was, it was um, a joy and and a liberation to work on this film, um, and I'm glad that it comes across that way. It's very, it's very important to me.
1: It, it definitely does. I, I certainly have no objection to seeing a sexy woman on film. But it, it has to move the plot forward. It has to give me information about her character and whoever else is in the scene that is valuable to, right. to, the, to the plot, to the conflict. And sole proprietor really is efficient as well as artistic in how it uses images. It sets our minds to trying to figure out what's going on because there are a lot of twists and turns here. Tell us about yeah. it.
2: Yeah. Oh, no spoilers. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: but I do I do hope that I mean I think that I think that um what you might guess about any given character will probably turn out to be wrong by the, the end of the film.
1: Yes. I, I hopefully. Mhm. I, I think you're right. And I've only seen the trailer, but I I sense that about it. That uh, you yeah. cannot make assumptions. You you need to be watching and wondering. How's that? Or or you
2: know go ahead and and make assumptions. Okay. And, and then we'll turn them upside down.
1: That's right. <laughs> and then you have to be big enough to go. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. That's great. Great, right, exactly. It's a terrific twist. What what got you? Uh, tell us what caught your eye. To make you even go to the audition for sole proprietor.
2: Um, well, I saw this uh, audition on backstage, um, yes. and so I I do a lot of self submissions because right now I don't have representation. If anyone out there is listening, I'll keep that <laughs> in <mean> mind. <laughs> um,
1: and
2: and the description was really potent and and right up my alley but it also honestly um and dad knows this as well it set off a couple of red flags Uh um because it was like the writer director producer was the same person yes uh and and also the lead actor yes as i found out and and the role was like super sexy dangerous mysterious full nudity Mm -hmm. um so that's always something as an actor that you're like, hmm.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> so, what's going on there? Is this
2: a vanity project? Is this an excuse? Um, but I, I I, talked to Dan on the phone first, and he had a really long and so sweet and so smart mm-hmm. um, and so willing to listen. Like, it's not a common thing that I honestly would necessarily feel comfortable even expressing Mm -hmm. um, myself to a director who I never met before I even auditioned for them Mm -hmm. um, about like my ideas of the character but I could feel that he was eager to hear my ideas
1: and that's a
2: peaceful thing for an actor
1: yes (laughs) so um, I, I told him what I had been
2: thinking in terms of like giving the Sophie more color or dimension and and he seemed really intrigued and excited and uh, and then we I went into audition and um, we improvised mm-hmm. a lot of the things like this sort of like basic backbone of storytelling yes um, I played a lot with for example playfulness mm-hmm. Um and he played along with me and he went with everything I threw in him, including, I think, a very, very light slab. Um, and it was a really fun audition and um, it was really a joy. And I had a blast. And I feel so lucky that I, I got to walk in that room and
1: play and that we're here today talking about the finished product. Wow. Well, that's. You know, that's, that's a wonderful reaction to hear from any actor about, uh, you know, um, the experience. Dan's great. Dan's great. And, and, you know, he
2: managed, because he's such a wonderful person and wonderful leader, he brought together a team that really gelled. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can really feel it on the set if, if if it feels like a team, if it feels like everyone's in it together... And I think a crucial part of making that happen is making every single person feel valued and loved and indispensable. And I think, I think everyone felt that way. Mm-hmm. Um, every single actor, every single crew member, everyone could bring their unique gift to the job that they had. And they felt trusted mm-hmm. again. And mm-hmm. that is a beautiful thing. And I think it makes all
1: the difference. I agree with you, and we're going to take a break on that high positive note. I'm I'm talking with uh, Alexandra Helquist, who is starring in Soul Proprietor, and it will be released on Friday, August twelfth, 2016 in Los Angeles, and will also be made available digitally on Amazon, iTunes, Vudu, and Google Play on that very same day and date. So we're going to take a short break. We hope you'll stay with us. It's exciting and interesting and funny and sexy and mysterious and dark situations with complex people trying to solve them, most of the time in Congress with each other. But we'll see. No secrets given away here. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
0: And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute.
1: Over the past 20 years, Noah Baumbach has given us a fine collection of indie films, including his breakthrough classic, The Squid and the Whale. He digs deeply into the human psyche in critical transitions while adding just the right touch of life-based humor. Baumbach's work continues to mature, which serves him well in his latest offering, While We're Young. This is a complex film that travels way past any packed view of stereotypically aged characters. It explores the longings and tempting interrelations of the young, the prime, and the elderly. Each affects the other, and all have so much to offer. Perspectives change. Ben Stiller and Naomi Watts play a middle-aged couple who meet a 20-something version of themselves played by Amanda Seyfried and Adam Driver. Quickly, they fall into the world of their new friends longing for their spontaneity and limitless possibilities, qualities that have faded from their own lives. This setup gives birth to a sensitive exploration of life stages. The humor is appreciably subtle, sometimes even uncomfortable. We see ourselves depicted on screen and assess our own actions, disappointments, and longings. While We're Young is as intelligent and perceptive as it is entertaining. Noah Baumbach at his best. While We're Young, not in theaters, discovery through rental. Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices Talk Radio Show. My guest today, Alexandra Hellquist. Quite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she is. Thank you. So are you. You are one of the stars in Soul Proprietor, which we're going to talk about because I have also talked to the writer director, Dan Eberly who uh, not only wrote the, the script directed, but also was one of the producers and a star in the film with Alexandra. Yeah. And as I was mentioning to Alexandra, I've always been a little concerned when someone wears too many hats. But when I saw the trailer of Soul Proprietor, the trailer had such a um, tight and fast moving and gut-wrenching and... Uh, Gut wrenching in its suggestion. You don't really see a lot. You think you do. It was it was com- comprehensive. It was points of view that seemed like a, a spider's web, all connected and yet all vibrating independently. And having said all of that, what are your thoughts, Alexandra? <laughs> I,
2: I think that's a beautiful way to put it. And I'm
1: honored that I get to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I definitely,
2: when I see a project that where one person is wearing so many incredibly crucial yes. um, and vi- different hats, mm-hmm. it definitely sets off alarm bells,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: I, I, um, I think it really was an extraordinary thing that Dan was able to do so much, but honestly, he did it not because... He pulled it off not because he, he he thought you know he could do it all and he didn't need anybody. No, mm-hmm. I think it was the opposite. He approached the project with enormous humility
3: mm-hmm.
2: and 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 grace and knowing he needed everyone else to pitch in and um, and giving everyone so much freedom and opportunity to bring their best selves to the work. Um, and I think that that's why it worked. Um, and that's why it was such a joy to be on set with him and to be on set with everyone else. Everyone was really happy and felt very
1: lucky to be there. Mm-hmm. And you know, film is extremely collaborative work. Uh, yeah. No matter how many hats you wear or how few. With film, I always feel the, uh, the screenplay isn't finished until you finish shooting. What, what you you know what I mean? Editing oh, editing for that—that's true. That's true. And all of that. that's true. <laughs> I've sat there and made a made an entirely different movie because of what I saw yeah. in the editing room than I started out with. That's true. That's very true.
2: And I think I think our editor is fantastic.
1: Tell us about her or him, which. Um, his name is Yasu Inui. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. That's all right. Um, Join the club. And. and <laughs> Has a
2: really sharp sense of timing. Mm. I think that the action cuts are amazing, but also there's a very lyrical um, sort of split storytelling um, thing that's going on with the movie, which you will see when you watch it in full. That's very, very beautiful Mm -hmm. Um, and takes you to other places. Mm -hmm. Um, in your mind and and sort of I don't know how to describe it but it's a very beautiful texture so you have the the sharpness and the grit Mm -hmm. and the danger and the pace the urgency and you get these like lovely dreamy almost interludes where you get this like little glimpse of the humanity in the midst of the violence and Mm -hmm. um I think he's really incredible, and I think that editing is, is really, I mean, some people say that, a film, that film is an editor's medium, and I think that there is a lot of truth to that. Yes. Um, so thank you, Yasu,
1: for doing all that. <laughs> well, I think it was a great answer, and I did get a sense of that, a real sense of that, truly, in just watching the trailer. You know, an editor can only work with what is shot, what is given him, but I, I, as I said earlier, I have had a movie in mind, in my head, before I met the actors, even as I read the, the screenplay, and then I meet the actors, and then I get a slightly different, and sometimes a lot different movie in my head, and then I sit down with the editor. I know what shots I want, and yet we watch the footage, and you really can make another movie. I don't always choose to do Absolutely. that, but you can.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one of my favorite things about about filmmaking is how collaborative it is, mm-hmm. and and how all these pieces need to come together um, yes. for it to really shine. And I mean, our our DP James Parsons was amazing. Um, and and he got
3: beautiful shots and he he pulled some crazy stuff to get them he's
1: a determined man Um, and I I think the music also Speaking about like post production
2: really gives it a feel and a texture and an urgency Um, Nat Rocker uh, is responsible for that and just like everyone Mm -hmm. everyone came together to make this movie what it is and I'm really proud and honored to be, honestly, a pretty small
1: part of it. Well, I don't know how small, but it was—it seemed to me in the trailer, <laughs> at least, I was quite impressed. People, yes. You know, look
0: at the <laughs> but, I mean I think honestly, I make a splash because
2: i am not wearing so many clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think I think that films have to be a team effort, and we were lucky to have a wonderful
1: team because we had a wonderful leader yes. um, in Dan. Well, I, you know, again, I'm, I'm going by the trailer and, and by my recent conversation on radio with Dan, and I, I have to agree with what you're saying. He he had it together, and yet it was not a closed uh, case. He was open. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he and I, we, we were laughing a bit about, we had similar stories about how we got to New York and, and patting ourselves on the back was very courageous because we each just packed up everything one day and went. And, uh. I did that with LA. Oh, well, talk to me. Tell me about it. How was that? How was that for you? Well, uh, I, I moved
2: a month ago. Oh. Um, yeah. I actually, instead of packing up everything, I mostly gave away everything. Uh huh. Um, I had like two suitcases, two, two boxes of books. Mm-hmm. Um and a little bit of spillover, and I I moved and I'm looking for a place to live. I'm in the middle of shooting something right now. I'm uh-huh. on this beautiful short film called Deep Half Love that I have to go to. Uh, my cold hands at noon, uh-huh. which is in an hour and twenty minutes. Um, so I'm going to take an Uber over there because I don't know how to drive. I'm going to learn how to drive. Um, it's a grand adventure
1: and I'm really excited. And what? I'm glad I get to be here for the premiere. What? That's the- right. The That's right. You'll yeah, be there. Very exciting. Wow. Well, you do have to learn to drive if you live in LA. That's for sure. I know. I know. (laughs) But um, when we're off air, I'll give you a couple of contacts that I know out there who uh, might very well be able to be of help. I know that's the way it was for me when I went to New York. I knew people.
3: I would love that. uh, You know,
1: in New York, but uh, but not a a lot. I had gone there to audition and had done a couple of tours and uh, uh, so knew people who would always say, you know, if you ever decide to move to New York, let us know. But um, I just packed one suitcase and bought a one way ticket and made a telephone call to a number I had kept in my wallet for years. I don't know why. And he answered the phone right away, you know. Oh, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Marcello, how are you doing? And, you know, I told him, well, I'm here and I need a place to stay. No problem. We'll be right there. I mean, you got to love actors.
2: You know. I mean, <laughs> you yeah, Helped by a lot of people already. People have let me craft on their couches, um, mm-hmm. given me their beds in some cases. Um, I just got my first agent ever like oh. two days ago. Wow, exciting!
1: That's very good. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. you said earlier you, did, you didn't have an agent. Oh,
2: I just got a commercial agent. Oh,
1: oh, gotcha. So I'm a legit representative. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, because yeah. I I know people. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> yeah, well, like, all right, um, uh, okay. yeah, I actually, I mean, I don't know if this is interesting to you, but I
2: don't, you know, the industry now has very much become this pay-to-play thing. Like, you have to pay to be seen by people. You have
1: yes. to pay to meet the gatekeepers. And I think
2: it's a real shame, and I don't think it's good for anyone. No, it isn't. I think it changed, it changed things. And it's, I mean, actors are already seen as so fungible, Yes. You know? Other, of
1: that so my new idea I'm excited about it well i I certainly uh, hear what you're saying when when I was starting out I um I, I was fortunate because new, unlike Dan's story arriving in New York I was very fortunate I got I got I just fell into things right away surprisingly fast and that's did wonderful. and did did it very well for a good while but but I also was primarily um, director actor then not so much a director writer but in in any case my point oh, yeah. was I used to always say to actors, do not give anybody money up front, you oh, know, I in the that. casting business. But two things have developed a lot since then. One you've just talked about that the reality is one does have to pay in the get into the doors now. Right. And and also I feel that too many I don't want to offend any of my friends in the casting world, but too many are uh, well, let's put it this way. What, what the internet age, uh, the digital age has done is give all actors an opportunity to be seen by many, many, many more people, obviously. I can live wherever I want to live and be seen as I was, thank God, I still am very appreciative of this, by Steven Spielberg himself because everything's digital. Um, but the it does remove, I think, uh, it, it shifts the weight. Uh, Everyone has the responsibility for their own life and their own career. Okay. But it shifts mm-hmm. the weight. It used to be, I knew agents and casting directors in New York who worked their butts off to get actors uh, seen. Whereas mm-hmm. now the actors to do all of this digitally and self uh, Self-taping. thank you self taping and submitting yourself and of course it goes much further uh, than that the old mail in thanks for bringing that up though alexandra it's good for the world to be reminded that uh acting is not all that simple and easy and i resent it when someone says to me oh i just wanted to try it out uh, you know <laughs> i mean i say try it out but you might not know what you're getting into i know someone you know knows how much time uh, I would spend on the computer as <laughs> yes well that's true and that's a reality for any professional but it's a little different right. for it's a it's an adjustment for actors i think for artists right. in general but acting is a serious fun fun loving fun filled yes but a serious career and profession and i'm uh, yeah. i'm a little sensitive about anyone who suggests otherwise all right but back to right. sole proprietor sole proprietor yes. And yes. Alexandra Helquist. Any particular, with the cast and working with the cast and crew, any particular, you felt in addition to Dan, obviously, that mm-hmm. there was such support that helped you grow the character? Oh, my goodness. I think, I mean, everyone, everyone
2: chipped in. I mostly did things with Dan. Um, mm hmm. I am
3: loath to I think it's like spoil it to say like who mm-hmm. um, but um, I think there is a whole like
2: there are fantastic actors on this on this film
3: mm-hmm. Just,
2: I, I can't name everyone
3: but yes. like Chris Gray who plays Nisha um, Terry Mary who is
2: is, is also a, a cop um, in, in the show uh-huh. um, a lot of and along with Nick Nick, Nick
3: Bixby, who is uh, the crooked cop uh-huh. and, and probably <laughs> the, the one we follow most closely. Um,
0: and and Alexandra Shaleru, yes. who is uh, a
2: beautiful waif of an actor,
3: mm-hmm. we will see.
2: Um, wonderful, wonderful people. I, I think we all collaborate. You have to.
1: It's like the texture of the world. Yes. Um,
2: and I think everyone did a really fantastic job. Um, and then of course Dad, who who let me
3: slap him and be <laughs> rather naked all over him, and, and <laughs> <laughs> let
1: me let me pray. Yeah, it was it was a joy. I felt like I could fly. Yes, excellent. I love hearing your reaction to to this because again it. Uh, uh, it's not so much, we do our work, we do it the best of our ability, but it's not just what we think about it. When you hear what other people think about the experience that they've gone through with you, it it means so much. And I'm sure uh, Dan and everyone working on the film certainly will appreciate hearing what you've said today. If is, Are there any parting words? I do want to remind people of some things, websites and whatever, but w- what's, yeah. what's next for you is what I guess I'd like to hear from you. Um, i love it i I have this coming out um i
2: also have another feature that is being released video on demand on july 21st that's called midnight delight Mm. um it's by yeah it's by dot and Feather films um it's like a series of vignettes in in the vein of coffee and cigarettes but it's about weed. so if you <laughs> partake at all whatsoever you know go go find go find some stuff sit down watch this I think you'll have a lot of fun um, I have another feature called Digital Physics that's coming out sometime this summer, fall, also in the on-demand. That's by Philadelphia Film, helps mm-hmm. with P.H.'s. And I'm shooting sh- a short film right now, Deepak Love. I have another short coming
3: up called Astro Zombies, <laughs> 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 uh, which I'm excited about. I- I- I'll be playing a hippie. It's a sound
1: footage film, so I'm uh-huh. really excited about that shot in Super 8. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that'll, I've never done
2: that before. I'm uh-huh. excited to see how that goes. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I think that the beautiful part of my life right now is that I really have absolutely no idea
1: what my life will look like in three months. <laughs> um, but, but it's going in really up and up. I great about it. <laughs> yes, yes. I feel so lucky i so, so
2: fortunate to be where I am already, and and hopefully I can
1: just drive the wave. Excellent. That is such a great attitude to have, and great talent as well as I've seen. And we are talking to, or have been talking to, Alexandra Helquist, and she, uh-huh. if she <laughs> is the star, I know. She is the star of Soul Proprietor. One of them, One of anyway. Many yes, stars. yes. Many wonderful stars. Exactly, and uh, Soul Proprietor is uh, will be theatrically released when she's out in L.A. on Friday, August twelfth, twenty sixteen, and uh, it will be made available digitally on Amazon, iTunes, Voodoo, and Google Play on that very same date. Do you care to give us any uh, social media contact information, Alexandra, just so people sure. can follow you? Um,
2: Uh, I am Hellquist on Twitter, um, and you can find me on Facebook as well, Alexander Hellquist. H-E-L-L-Q-U-I-S-T. It's kind of like a quest for hell, but with an I.
1: Um, <laughs> and you can check out my website at alexandrehellquist.com and
2: see
1: what I must do. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Um we're going to say goodbye now and wish you all the very best and for so proprietor on all you. of your projects, okay? Thank you so much. It's been really a pleasure
2: to be here with you, Marcello, and, and to everyone out there listening, thank you so much. Um, and hopefully
1: I'll I'll talk to you again sometime soon. Very good. Now, don't go away because we're going to talk about a couple (laughs) of things. But everyone else, I hope you've enjoyed the show and that you'll uh, uh, stay with us in future episodes of The Reasonable Voices Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando. Have a great week, a great month, great life, everyone, and go to the
0: movies. Bye now. Stay with us as we'll be right back with a final comment from The Reasonable Voice. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Kristen Wig is an incredibly talented person. A proven comedy genius, as a star of Saturday Night Live, she created unforgettably odd characters, often with physical or mental deformities, but somehow she made us comfortable enough to laugh. We shouldn't be surprised that she would find success in the film world, often lending subtly dark humor to serious dramatic roles. In fact, her acting career is flying high, with appearances, lead and supporting in some of the largest of blockbusters. But it is in the indie world where her signature work shines the brightest. In The Skeleton Twins, which boasts a stellar supporting cast, Kristen plays Maggie to her twin brother Milo, fellow SNL alum Bill Hader. Both bear deep psychological scars and flirt with suicide. Dark subject, infused with laughter. If that isn't dark enough, check out Welcome to Me, Here Kristen plays Alice Klieg, a woman suffering from deep psychoses who wins the lottery. Sure that her obsessive positive thinking has brought her success, she forges into the world, creating a strange reality show, which due to its absurd oddity, becomes a hit. Dark comedy, deep sadness. Signature works from one of the greats of our time. The Skeleton Twins, welcome to me, Kristen Wiig. Catch up with this talented creator, not in theaters. Discovery through Rental find us on the web at indiefilmminute.com.
1: Hello, I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, thanking you for joining us and becoming one of the Reasonable Voices heard round the world. Democratic National Convention 2016 got personal. To the extent we are in the arena, we are exceptional. Americans are free to vote to make the radical right reckless choice to go back in time when greatness was the presumptive exclusive right of the superior white man, or we can embrace the magnanimous magnitude of blind justice, gender and racial equality, and the powerful reality of love and climate change in the place we call home. The human connection between the Statue of Liberty and loving patriotism took center stage at the Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia to reaffirm education out of many one and this 2016 presidential election define America as free will granting all the life-renewing choice to bequeath a proactive future to our children for our nation. Several organizations invited me to tell the story of their pro-life causes while I covered DNC 2016. I hadn't returned to Philadelphia since launching my professional career, directing 1776 in 1976, but I was back, standing in line like Eleanor Clift for press credentials. He who alleges, I alone can fix it, can never be the American voice. For we are not a solo, but rather leaders in the great ensemble of humanity's purpose to preserve, protect, and defend family, community, and nation as Earth's stewards. TheReasonableVoice.com will never presume to be your voice. However, we shall always write and speak up on radio and online for the right of all voices to be heard. The DNC 2016 lesson, Exceptionalism, is... Loving our children. Saving college students from Wall Street debt. Quality and timely medical care for our seniors, Gold Star parents, and veterans. Equal economic opportunity, justice, Medicare, and Medicaid for all female as well as male Americans. Busting from womb to tomb Bernie supporters and baby boomers allied for change we can believe in. Seeking reasonable balance between differing POVs. Asking no more for ourselves than we would gladly share with all. Color and ethnic blindness melting the walls around our hearts and minds. Restoring America's infrastructure. Providing mental health care with 21st century ideals. Accommodating those especially impacted by the natural evolution of time's effect on careers like farmers, coal miners, and small business owners. Protecting both police and gun violence victims equally. Granting women equal citizenship in the United States Constitution. I return to Rocky City for First Lady Michelle Obama and all descendants of slaves. Was in Philadelphia for all who wished to recapture the pre-Bush Cheney recession financial surplus left behind by former President Bill Clinton. Endured the too-big-to-fail Wells Fargo Convention Center to detail the advocacy for healing America. Democratic call for universal freedom and equality. Tremendous public servants and fathers Joe Biden and Tim Kaine. Rejecting malarkey. We lead not only by the example of our power, but the power of our example. Billionaire Independent Michael Bloomberg, look at the candidate, not the party label. No more war. Investigating Tom Selleck's water-stealing climate injustice friends, the agriculture industry, factory farmers, Nestle, and so on. And those who have lost loved ones to gun violence and war. Former Congresswoman Gabby Giffords. Orlando Pulse mother Christine Leonon, Sandy Hook principal's daughter Erica Smeljelski, widow of Iraq helicopter pilot Jamie Dorf. Next for the reasonable voice a series of pro-activists' articles, radio interviews, and audio commentary, bringing 2016 DNC to 2016 Election Day with informative updates and, yes, edutainment, regarding how to end American second-class citizenship. Among my sources, PeopleDemandingAction.org, EmergeAmerica.org, WomenLeadershipOfVirginia.org, women-matter.org equalrightsamendment.org because they and all the candidates leagues caucuses and elected officials to whom they introduced me like texan wendy davis and massachusetts attorney general mora healy are pro-life for all american life women and men black or white latina or latino native or asian american LGBTQ Wall Street pants suits, or Wall Street too big to jail. For yes, we can be stronger together. I attended the DNC 2016 to honor all the parents, families, and friends who've lost loved ones to war and other gun violence. I will continue to be there for all Americans because I, too, am a New Yorker, and I know a con when I see one. Join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Thank you.